0: This is Six Cold Feet Season 2, Episode 10, Fade Into You. This episode contains adult themes and
1: language. Just remember me, baby, when I'm in six feet of cold, cold ground. Back in the 90s when I was at uni, you were such an inspiration to me and my friends. And I think we really need somebody like you back in the music community now. There's nobody that... I mean,
2: Juliet Knives changed queer music in
1: Australia forever.
2: an artist mean Juliet Knives?
0: I
1: listened to Juliet Knives when I was in high school. Climate. With all the stuff that's going on, you really, really need it. Love you, Juliet.
3: How do I look? Like you're ready for the red carpet. How about me? I mean, you'd look amazing in a potato sack, so
4: technically I think any adornments or accoutrements are wildly superfluous. Oh, fuck off.
3: I'm a gigantic whale. I'm the clover monster in an evening gown. You look amazing! Nine months is bullshit, you know that? Why are we still incubating life forms in utero anyway? It's so inefficient. Surely we could be gestating babies in a Bluetooth-enabled Siri-operated capsule by now. Are you saying you wish we had a pod baby? I'm saying I wish I didn't have to carry a growing life form inside of me for nine goddamn months when it's pressing right on my bladder and then expel it from my vagina. You owe me. Forever. You realise that, right? I do. And not just because of this. Oh, I'm not being sweet. I mean it. From now on, I get to pick the movies... The restaurants, the holiday destination, and the name.
4: Really? You've thought of one?
3: Yeah. I think we should call her Juliet. You don't have to do that. I want to. It's a good name. Honey, we... Discussion closed. The parent who gestates the child gets to choose the name. That's how it's been since time immemorial.
4: No, it hasn't.
3: Okay, but it bloody well should be. Everything hurts. And I want to eat peanut butter and Vegemite all the time. As much as I'm enjoying
4: your melodramatic self-degradation, we should probably... We should
3: definitely. Go do your thing. I'll be the fat one cheering you on in the front row.
4: Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm tremendously excited to introduce a very special guest, the author of Juliet Knives' Deep Cuts, Athena Ferguson. Hi everyone. Wow, what a crowd. I'm so excited you're all here and I'm tremendously excited to be sharing this story with you. In a somewhat unconventional approach for a writer, I'm going to begin by showing you an image. If you can't see it in the back, this is a Juliet Knives tattoo, acquired at the age of 19. They say that a picture is worth a thousand words, which makes me wonder what the fuck I'm doing in this job. Maybe I should have been a photographer. If you'll forgive me for pulling out one more cliche, they say that it's never wise to meet your heroes. And in years of interviewing, I've unfortunately found that to be frequently true. I've interviewed actors, musicians, politicians who I once admired who turned out to be two-faced, sleazy or downright lecherous. So, as you can imagine, I was somewhat nervous about meeting Juliet for the first time. The story of her life was this palimpsest of mythology, rumours and half-truths. And I'm not going to lie, she shattered the rosy image I had of her, left shards scattered all over the floor. But once the myth was broken... Once the exterior was exposed, the person I found underneath was vulnerable, flawed, damaged, and somehow that vulnerability made her all the more beautiful. What I've attempted to put together here is a history of a woman who served as an inspiration to so many. I'm going to continue being unconventional, or perhaps some might call it lazy, and instead of reading from the book, I'm going to do what a good biographer should do and let Juliet speak for herself. Both she and her husband Dylan were very generous with granting me access to her tapes and archives and amongst the thousands of hours of insight and, I'll be honest, a few
0: days worth of mad rambling,
4: there was this little moment here that I really had to share
3: with you
0: there needs to be a word for this specific feeling of transcendence that hits you when you're immersed in creating music. When that sonic tapestry is weaving together, when it becomes something greater than the strumming of strings and the beating of drums, and when you feel this telepathic bond between you and the other people in the studio. Like, it's not coming from you, but through you. And you know... You just know, in the same way that you know you're in love, or that you're drunk, that this song is special. Sometimes I wonder, if when I'm dead and buried, people will still listen to my songs. I've never wanted to be famous, never wanted to be rich, but I've always wanted to create something real, something human, something honest. If I've done that, I can go to my grave with a dance in my step. Dylan loves to tell me I've got a fire in my belly. I think he's right. It's the same fire I watched consume my parents. I never put it out. Sometimes it's smoldering. Sometimes it's a raging inferno. But I've come to realise it's not about letting go of the past or surrendering to the guilt of all the things I've done or haven't done, it's about acknowledging that this fire I have within me is the source of both the creation and destruction that I bring into the world. Some nights I see my parents' eyes staring at me through the flickering flames I left them in. Eyes that had always regarded me with hatred or disappointment or other feelings. I wouldn't be so as to employ the image of the phoenix rising from the ashes, because I wasn't reborn in that fire. I merely burned away the parts myself I no longer needed, and became the person I was always meant to be. Juliet Knives. And I know I can never forgive myself for all the things I've done. I can never erase them, never atone for them. But I can keep creating beautiful things and maybe try and incrementally tip the scales of the universe towards good with each little collection of chords and choruses.
4: I think we can all agree Juliet definitely tipped those cosmic scales in the direction she intended. As you may have heard her husband Dylan who has been an enormous help with this whole process has agreed to let all the proceeds of her incredible posthumous album Confessions, the upcoming tribute to her and all the merch, go directly to the Vulture Street Women's Shelter, where Juliet once worked. I have a few important thank yous. First of all, to my wife Karen, to whom this book is dedicated. I know I put you through a lot during the writing of this book, and you've been supportive and forgiving, and I can't thank you enough.
3: Shut up, you big sack.
4: We're expecting our first child any day now, so if you could each buy, say, 10, 20 copies of this book, that'd be much appreciated. I don't know why you're all laughing. I wasn't kidding. I have to thank Juliette, uh, with a T-E at the end, who was an invaluable resource with her encyclopedic knowledge of all things knives. You've um, you've probably noticed her in the crowd. Hi, Juliet, And my publisher, Ryan, for being a great friend and for supporting if not demanding this book from day one. I'd like to also thank Vesper and Claire who helped with a lot of the details of Juliet's legendary 99 invitation only tour. Anyway, I feel like I'm about to get played off with all these thank yous. I know we've got some hardcore Knives fans in the audience tonight, so I'd be happy to take any questions. Emphasis on questions. No comments or anecdotes or diatribes or excuses. if you grab the mic and kick off with When I was a young girl, you are out of here. Okay, I think there's a question at the back there? Yes. Hi, hello.
2: Hi, Athena. I'm Lloyd Greenwood from the Bastion.
4: My former employer. Hey, great to meet you. Is Tyrone still stinking up the place with his goddamn clove cigarettes?
2: Tyrone died last year of lung cancer.
4: Oh, shit. I'm sorry, I didn't realise... Okay, now that I'm utterly mortified, what is your question?
2: There is a lot of myth and mystery surrounding Knives' famous invitation-only tour, and we know that there are several suspicious deaths that coincide with her tour dates in Brisbane, Byron Bay, Canberra and Adelaide, as well as the death of Tom McCrean, the former boyfriend of the young woman who was injured at her 97 concert...
4: That was a suicide.
2: It uh, appeared to be, yes, although there was no suicide note. How would you respond to the accusations that her tour was actually the cover-up for a series of revenge killings of men who had harmed members of her fan base?
4: Jesus. This feels more like a press conference than a book launch Q&A. Listen, Lenny.
2: It's Lloyd. Sorry,
4: Lloyd. I've read those incredibly far-fetched allegations, and to me they're the kind of thing that should be filed alongside chemtrails and the reptilian agenda. Juliet was performing in front of dozens of fans every night, all of whom corroborated her performances occurring at the same time as these deaths. I mean, her alibi is so airtight it's basically a vacuum. To be frank, I think it's a ridiculous claim, almost reminiscent of that whole Pizzagate fiasco. I'd like to think that a journalist from a publication as reputable as the Bastion would be above such sensationalist conspiracy peddling. (coughs) You know what? We should focus on the fact that tonight is a celebration. It's what Juliet would have wanted, right? Go get yourself a drink. I'll be signing copies, not just of my book, but of anyone else's. I'm not picky. Thanks for coming, everybody.
2: <laughs> Athena, Athena, could we just. Oh, hi.
4: My apologies if I was somewhat blunt to you back there. I've just had a few people throwing that conspiracy theory thing at me this week and it's all been a bit much. Had to jump off Twitter for a while.
2: So I have some documents I'd love you to look over. I have an eyewitness who says they saw a red-headed woman entering Tom's house the night he supposedly killed himself.
4: How does that connect to Juliet? She never had red hair.
2: She could have been wearing a wig.
4: Listen, I can hear how much you want this story to work. Believe me, I've been there. But you're wasting your time. You've been spending too much time on Reddit. There's no story here.
2: What about her references to Diana, hunter of bus drivers, the Mexican vigilante, who killed two alleged rapists in an effort to deter future sexual assault by... What does
4: that have to do with Juliet?
2: Well, a few years ago, she wrote a string of posts where she talked about how amazing this woman was, what an inspiration, what a hero, etc. Then she quickly deleted all of them.
4: So how did you... Well,
2: I used the Wayback Machine.
4: Right. That is certainly some solid investigative prowess, but honestly, a lot of people wouldn't disagree with her. Would you? Would I what? Disagree with her. I, look, Lloyd, I admire your gumption. You have future Walkley Award winner written all over you, but tonight I really just want to relax and celebrate. It took a long and serpentine road to get me where I am now.
2: I understand. Would you do me a favor? Would you listen to this tape and tell me if you think it's genuine? It's a copy. I have the original at home. Uh, My contact info is on the card inside. What is it? You'll see.
4: Where did you get this from?
2: (laughs) Uh, Are you really asking a fellow journalist to reveal a source? (sighs)
4: Look... I've got a really busy schedule for the next couple of weeks with a book promo and emceeing the tribute gigs. I'm hardly going to have time to waste it on... The me.
2: new album has created a recent surge in interest for Knives' memorabilia. Someone broke into Lisette Robinson's house and stole a bunch of Juliet Knives-related paraphernalia and sold it on eBay. I bought a box of old, unlabeled tapes for $37. There was a few dozen hours worth of Lisette and Juliet getting hired together and talking to houseplants in their shoes, but there was also this far more significant recording.
4: Fine. I'll listen to it. But Lloyd, just remember, sometimes when you go digging for skeletons, you end up falling into graves. What does that- Gotta go! Great to meet you.
1: (sighs) Athena? Do I
4: know-
1: Holy shit! Ravi? Yes! I didn't think you'd remember me. I haven't seen you since high school. But,
2: um, I saw an ad for this event in the local paper. When I saw it was you, I had to come and say hi, and congratulations! I can see that the scholarship we were both competing for was well-deserved. I'm glad it went to someone so worthy and talented.
4: Oh. Wow, Ravi, you didn't... That's kind of you. It's really nice of you to come by. I know you must be very busy with the restaurant.
2: How how did you know I worked at a restaurant?
4: Uh, I think I saw a photo online some friend we had in common posted. It must have been a throwback Thursday, and you were tagged in the pictures, so it showed up in my feed. Doesn't matter. Hey, Ravi... I'm really glad you're here. There's something I've been meaning to tell you for years and years. Back in high school, when we were competing for that scholarship, I... <clears throat> excuse me. I am something... <coughs> my throat.
1: Are you alright?
4: Yeah, I'm fine.
1: What were you saying?
4: I have to confess that back in high school, I never told you I never told you that my best friend Kelly had a huge crush on you. You would have made such a cute couple.
1: (laughs) You've really been holding that in all these years, haven't you? I'm
2: flattered. Uh, But don't mention it to my wife, okay? Uh, I should let you get back to your adoring fans, but uh, I'll see you over at the signing table in a minute. Can't wait to read your book. Oh, and stop by for a meal at the restaurant anytime on the house. Thanks.
4: That's very nice of you, really. Hey! Fuck! You scared me!
1: Sorry. You alright? You're looking a little pale.
4: I'm food. I mean, good. I was gonna say other final good and then I said food.
1: <laughs> Righto. What you got there?
4: Hmm? Oh this? It's just uh some teenager over there covered a couple of Juliet songs, wanted me to listen to it. I think they're chasing a support slot on the tribute tour.
1: They recorded on cassette? Was this teenager a time traveller from the 90s?
4: Just old school, I guess. It's probably terrible. I'll I'll listen to it later.
1: Let me know if it's any good. We're still looking to fill a couple of opening slots on the East Coast leg.
4: Oh, I doubt it's worth your time. But yeah, I'll give it a listen. If it's any good, I'll let you know. I should get back to... I think
1: she'd be really proud of you. Of us. Juliet didn't believe in an afterlife, neither do I. But she was always fascinated by the idea of echoes and reverberations, you know? I'm really grateful to you for honouring her story the way that you have. In a way that's honest. That's real.
4: Thanks Dylan, that's really... Okay, I guess we're hugging now.
1: It's alright. Also, if that guy Lloyd needs taken care of, let me know. I've got a couple of blokes who specialise in making problems disappear. Okay? Right. Got it. To Juliet. Genius. Genius. Icon, and glorious, unabashed weirdo.
4: To Juliet.
1: They're playing my song. Literally, I produced this track. Turn it up!
0: struggle too much there. You're going to fall right off that chair. And neither of us wants that to happen. Yet. You know who I am, right? You saw me on stage. There it is. I can see it in your dilating pupils. Okay, so you know me. And I know you. We can skip the introductions. I want to hear one thing from you. And one thing only. A confession about what you did to Lizette. If you confess, I got my tape recorder right here. We can get it down as evidence and I let you go. How did you get in? Oh, Lizette gave me the key. You shouldn't just go around handing out keys to every girl you're boning. Might come back to haunt you.
1: What do you want from me?
0: Like I said, a confession. And
1: that's it? I can go free?
0: Scout's honour.
1: Okay. Okay, fine. I, uh...
2: I heard Lisette was going to your show with this guy she was cheating on me with. I bought a ticket, looked around the crowd, took a while to find her. Everyone looked kind of the same, all, like, alternative and shit. I went to take a leak and saw her going into the bathroom a little while after you started playing. I followed her in there. And? And I hit her. A few times. Then threw her against the wall and kicked her, twice in the ribs, once in the throat. I'm not proud of it. I just got so angry, I lost control.
0: Tommy Boy, do you know what I do when I get angry?
2: N-no.
0: I write a fucking song, I don't break someone's spine. I know, I know it was wrong. But you don't know that, do you? Because you never apologised. You never even admitted it. You left her family with the medical bills, which I stepped up for. You're fucking welcome. I can't
1: afford her medical bills.
0: If you can't afford to pay for the damage you caused, maybe don't fucking do it in the first place. You're lucky she's even alive, you know that?
2: Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Good. So you
0: got what you needed? I did.
2: You know you can't use that in court, right? It's a confession under...
0: What's it called? Distress? (laughs) Duress? Yes. That one. That's okay. I don't intend to use it in court. Then... Why? I just needed Lausette to hear you say it.
2: No. Don't. You promised. You promised. You said scout's honor.
0: I hate to break it to you Tom, I was never in the fucking scouts.
2: The season finale of Six Cold Feet season 2 was written by me, James Danellin, and I also sometimes write under the pen name Leo Tolstoy. When I wanna remind you that all happy families are alike, each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Now I gotta remind you that the Juliet Knives EP is available on Spotify and Bandcamp yeah, and everywhere else you get your music. Baby. Just reminded by a reminder, my new collection of poems, we're 19 and a half spells disguised as poems, program. is now available. It's a fun, crazy collection of poems for kids slash fun. Adults and if you get it through my website, I can like sign it and put a postal inscription in there And you can say what you want in the inscription. Maybe you want to say to someone uh, Dear Terry, just a polite reminder that you owe me 50 bucks but Then if you give them that reminder with the book, it's less passive-aggressive And maybe they'll actually cough up the money, you know what I'm saying? Or well, you can get it from all the usual bookstores as well It's been real joy seeing kids read this book and tell me how much they enjoy it And parents have been letting me know that their kids have been practicing reciting poetry And yelling spells at the wall and that kind of stuff and it really warms my heart to know that children are dabbling in the black arts because of my influence. That just makes me really happy. Uh, this week, sound design, editing, production, and repeatedly pushing the button that stops the universe from imploding was done by myself and Jessica McGore. Our cast this week was Kate Logan, Jessica McGore, Tom Yaxley, Melanie Zanetti, Damien Campagnolo, Scott Mercer from our music team had a little cameo in there as Ravi, and I had a quick little cameo as well. Shout out again to all the wonderful podcasters who collaborated with us this season. That was palimpsest, civilized, love and luck. Costume, and Among the Stars and Bones. All great shows. Absolute pleasure working with you all on this project. Music was by Kate Logan, Scott Mercer, Adele Pickvance, and Ash Shanahan. A big thank you as always to our chorus level patrons on Patreon. Sandy Darling, Tony Zolo, Anna Cook, Kathleen and the fantastic sci-fi podcast Go in Space. I want to also give a shout out to our patrons who've been with us since the very beginning. Thomas Welter, Maria Hutchinson and Kendall and Ryan Collins she has been with us from the very start. I super appreciate it, what a cool bunch of people. We're gonna be throwing a whole bunch of perks at our patrons now that the season's wrapped. We've got the full live set that we recorded, The Bearded Lady with the Juliet Knives gig. We've got some of the actors audition tapes. Mel Zanetti, I have to say, absolutely slayed every audition that she did. So join us on Patreon. We're gonna be putting some more cool stuff up there. And uh, we're thinking about season three. We're hoping it's going to happen, but the more people who support us, the more people who spread the word, the more likely that is to eventuate. So if you can throw some reviews on Podchaser or Apple, or whatever, that'd be lovely. And I have to say, in general, a huge thank you to all of you for inviting us into your minds and hearts via your ear holes. It's been such an absolute pleasure. And we really hope that you've enjoyed this strange and wonderful audio experience that we've put together for you. Thank you and hopefully see you for season three.